Hello lovelies and welcome to a new episode of Reviews from M with Love. So today I want to talk about all the books that I've managed to read in the first 10, 11 days of the month. My goal for the whole month of January is to read as many uh, of my unread arcs, no, to read all of my arcs, ideally, and to also read all of the um, Kindle Unlimited titles that I still have on my shelf for as long as I have them because my subscription ends at the end of the month and I really want to get as much out of these books as I can for as long as I can. Um, I'm not sure I'm going to finish all of the books that I want to read simply because let me tell you it's been a struggle for me. Mostly because for the months of November and December, I was completely focusing on all of my paper books. Um, and I was able to dive into those books. I read a ton of stories and fell into them and could really enjoy them. I don't know what it is about ebooks now, but somehow this transition from all paper books to ebooks only is really hard to do for my brain. I have such a hard time focusing on the stories and getting into them, um, which is probably part of why my reading experience so far has not been great. Um, but I did manage to finish a couple of books. And let's talk about the arcs first, because this is the primary goal to get through all of my unread arcs and I managed to read three so far. So let's get right into them. All right, so let's get to the three arcs that I've read. The first one is uh, Beep Book and Me by Kim Sakwa. It is translated from Korean and I have a hard time telling you what exactly this book is about. Um, it has a very postmodernist feel to it. It reminds me a lot of the books that I read for my university course. And the narration is, has a very um, stream of consciousness feel to it um, that sometimes drifts off into the surreal, but not really. Um, so the characters tell you about things that happened to them and things that they have been dreaming or thinking about and it all goes smoothly from we're in the here and now to this is what happens in the dream um, and it all feels like it is all happening in the same realm basically. Um, I happen to really like that kind of narration and style, but I do know that others struggled with it a lot. Um, this book is basically about three people, B, um, book, and me, which is uh, the first character we meet and, and whose have we stay for the first 
third of the book. I really enjoyed that part. There are a lot of hard topics tackled in this book. Um, there's uh, a lot about bullying, about oppressive systems and regimes, about mental illness, about poverty and friendship. And there are some very, very layered um, topics in this book. My issue was just that I couldn't finish it simply because the second half of the book, we stay with a character um, who is complicated. And I'm not sure you can even call her morally gray. Um, but my biggest issue was just that this character was so incredibly, incredibly violent towards her sister, who's apparently ill. Um, I didn't get to find out what kind of illness she has, but um, this little sister gets terrorized by her older sister. And we are in the older sister's head. And it was, the description is not super graphic, but for me, it was unable. It was I was unable to stay inside of that character's head and continue to read. Um, and the only uh, reason why I gave it back on Nat Kelly and basically said I DNF this and I will not give feedback for this book is because I think. It is really a valuable story to read, and it fascinated me. Um, the writing was super interesting, and the really, it, it's a me thing that I couldn't continue and I couldn't finish this book. It's not very long, um, only about 160 pages. Um, I couldn't bring myself to do it, but I don't think that this automatically makes the book bad. It was just not happening for me. So I I just didn't want to leave negative feedback for a book that I think doesn't deserve it. It just wasn't for me. It's a little different with the other arc that I DNF'd, and yes, I DNF'd too, and there are more books that I DNF because apparently right now I have a zero tolerance for books that are not gripping me or not bringing me joy, so they have to go. Anywho, um, the second art that I read is uh, Woven in Moonlight by um, Isabel Ibanez. Um, this was actually my first DNF of the year, and I'm still a little bitter about it because what first drew me to this book was the beautiful covers, beautifully illustrated. Um, and also the premise was great. I saw it on Twitter, I think, and loved the premise immediately and went to NetGalley to request it. And basically you have our main um, character, Jimena, and she is the decoy condesa, so she's the stand-in for the actual last remaining royal of her people. Um, and her people are in hiding and are being 
oppressed by the new ruler and they are actually this close to running out of options um and this paired with some really impulsive decisions um that our main character makes uh, actually end up with her being forced to go to the royal court um, and pretend to accept the new ruler's uh, hand in marriage. Of course, he doesn't know that he's only getting the decoy and not the real thing. Um, so basically, she ends up being a spy behind enemy lines. And she's not only a spy, she's basically her people's last hope. Um, I really, really liked the writing in the beginning. And there was an incredible, incredibly complex and layered discussion in that about finding and losing yourself um, while you are pretending to be somebody else um and there is so much tension and so so many layers to the relationship of the decoy and the real girl and the real condesa i was super fascinated by that and i would have loved to read more about this dynamic because i think it was like i said super fascinating and complex um we didn't really get that, at least not as far as I know. Um, I did only read to about 50% of the book. Um, my main issue was that the main character for me was, uh, it was super hard to spend time in her head. For one, I just, I didn't understand her actions and her decisions it was just you are a spy behind enemy lines and your decisions do not make sense so th this was constantly running in in my head because it was a, also such a constant really constant 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 struggle for me to read about the experiences that our main character makes while she's at court um, and her emotional reactions to it. There is so much shock and so much, I can't believe this is happening. Although why I'm sitting here and think, how did you not expect that? And also, why is this happening this way? It's just, for me, it was really hard to follow the decisions and the thought processes of most of the characters in the book um, because to me they just didn't make sense and the other part is I do think that there is super much value especially right now in you know stories that discuss how your privilege and perspective can distort not only your view of what is happening in the world, but also how it directly influences the sources you get your information from. Um, and if you're constantly only looking at the sources coming from the oppressor, or in this case, former oppressor, then you have a seriously warped worldview. And I do think there is a lot of value in, you know, actually 
spotlighting that and discussing that and showing how a character realizes it and then also confronts um, their bias and all the things that they learned and internalized because of it. The problem here was that I was most mostly, not only mostly, but all of the time um, that was dedicated to unlearning this was spent in our main character's head, in the head of the former oppressor. And there's just no escaping from it, from especially her, her bigotry in the beginning. Um, um, and there is, there are so many other characters that I would have loved to spend time with or just have more of their perspective as the people who've been oppressed by the people of this girl they're suddenly taking care of or protecting or, you know, guarding, depending on who you ask. Um, but we didn't. We spent all of our time in Jimena's head. And it was, I think it's a valuable discussion. Um, I think there is a lot of complexity there. I just couldn't do it. I There... There goes my tolerance for spending time with characters who have been the most privileged in the world and suddenly have to learn that their privilege came at the price of the freedom of others. Uh, it was just not happening for me. And at 50%, I didn't want to know what was happening. I didn't want to know what would happen next. I didn't care for the characters. I didn't I, I didn't care what would happen to them. I was not emotionally invested and it was it was a bust. I knew at 50%, if I don't want to know how the book ends, then there is no point in reading it until the end. So that was the other DNF. Um, the third arc that I've read was actually super enjoyable. I read Jeremiah by Jace Ellis. Um, this is my first book by the author and I really, really liked the writing. I fell right into the story. Um, this is a, uh, this is a romance between a black paramedic and a white office grown. Well, he's um, a temp in a not so temporary temp job. <laughs> um, I really adored both MCs. Jeremiah was such a down to earth, calm, quiet guy who was also fiercely protective of his family and the people he loves, and he loves. He loves stability and to know where his road goes, where his journey goes. And for him to be faced with the possibility of layoffs is a really big deal. And it shakes his quiet up a bit, you know. And on the other hand, you have Colin, who is by nature a very anxious person. I really appreciate appreciated the... Um, depiction of anxiety here and panic attacks that you sometimes can't get yourself out of on your own. Um, and he was also, he was such a lost soul. He was so unhappy with his living situation, with his job situation. But, you know, you can be unhappy with your life circumstances, but still not see a direct way out of it because Things that were supposed to be temporary started to get so permanent that you are stuck in a routine. You 
you're actually lost in but still stuck. And I really, really liked watching both characters navigate that. Um, the unresolved sex, sexual tension and the steam in this book was really, really good. And another thing that um, I really liked the handling and um, the solution of was the conflicts with family in this one. Without getting too spoilery, um, when you have characters that are not out to their biological family, there's always going to be a special kind of tension. Um, and everyone who's queer and had to make this decision and to face family that might not be as as supportive as you're as you want them to be knows exactly what that kind of tension, fear, anxiety feels like. And I really liked how it was handled here. I enjoyed that a lot and was definitely really, really happy with the ending. And this was probably one of the best reads I had this year. And I'm super looking forward to more books by this author. All right, with the arcs done, let's get to the Kindle Unlimited books that I've read so far this month. And this is where it gets embarrassing or, you know, sad. <laughs> I'll let you pick. Um, my success rate here was the worst that I've had in a long, long time. Um, I've read three books uh, from Kindle Unlimited so far. And I'm going to put them all in the description box. Um, but let's start with More Than Enough. More Than Enough is a contemporary uh, romance about two main characters who are, you know, a little, a little lost and they're taking the first steps to get their life to go in the direction they want their lives to go. Um, Jamila wants to get a new job and preferably not complicate her life by dating someone. And TJ wants to settle down and preferably date someone who he thinks is a good fit. Um, when they meet, things go a little sideways, but not. I think the that that was the first issue that I have with the book, and I never really got over it. The thing is, they meet, but they're actually not strangers. So Jamila um, immediately remembers a TJ from high school, and that he was part of a clique of boys who terrorized her every day at school and who bullied her, called her names and were incredibly awful to her. He doesn't recognize her, but, you know, she never forgot. And then we go in the direction of, well, kind of secret enemies to lovers for one character with a little side helping of, uh, Oh no, I'm going to show you. Um, I think 
I need really specific parameters to make that kind of story work for me. And I just didn't have those here. For one, um, I really, really didn't like TJ at all. I don't think he's an awful guy. I just couldn't deal with him, especially when it got to the point where he was kind of having a date with Jamila, but at the same time he was dating somebody else because he was convinced that, you know, uh, Jamila is too messy for me and I think I'm going to stick with the safe, boring, successful, organized co-worker. And, you know, can I just say that I hate it so much when the organized, really prim and proper character is also always, always the boring one? Anywho, it was just, you know, him going on, on these dates with another woman and stringing her along just because he thinks, you know, I should date somebody who's responsible and boring. I mean, if you call your date boring, why are you still dating? It's Yeah, so that was just not happening for me. And if you want me to actually believe in the redemption arc of the former high school bully, then I have to like that character on some level. And I just didn't like TJ. I, I couldn't deal with him. Sorry, not sorry. Um, yeah, so that book was a miss for me. I don't think it's bad. I see why people love it. It just didn't work for me. That That was the main issue. It just didn't do anything for me. The second Kindle Unlimited book that I read is Sing Less Fuck by Sherelle Green. I think... I tried another book by this author before and never finished it and at one point gave it back and uh, because I needed the space for another Kindle Unlimited book probably. Um, but yeah, never really got into the first book that I tried by her. But I loved the cover of Single as Fuck and I thought the premise was really, really interesting. Um, so... <laughs> Um, our main character, Mika, uh, has to do a work project where she has to confront five of her exes and discuss with them why their relationship never worked out. And <laughs> when I read that premise, I was absolutely sure that I might die of the secondhand embarrassment and mortification, but it was prepared for it to maybe be a little funny and a little sad and, you know, a little embarrassing. I was prepared for that mixture. Um, and the love interest tone is working with her on that project. And I thought that was an interesting dynamic that I wanted to get into. Um, now, there were two things where that book went sideways for me and resulted in me DNFing it. The first one was, this is actually an enemies to lovers story. <laughs> um, only the main characters are not enemies because there is something work-related happening. But because, and let me see if I remember that right. They were supposed to go on a setup date 
because they have a mutual friend who set them up. And Meka decided that she had to check that guy out first. And she was checking him out by getting his address and breaking into his home. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you know what? People keep telling me that dating these days is super hard. And I get that, but there are limits you just do not cross. And this was one that I couldn't I, I couldn't get over that. And I kept imagining her following him home and breaking into his home and him being super upset and calling the cops. And then you set these characters up together. It just didn't work for me at all. <laughs> I couldn't get over that part of the story. Um, there was a lot of ableist language involved in that part, in the first part of the story where it was all explained. So that was another part that really grated on me and made me twitch and, you know, not be really into the story. Um, the other reason that why I DNF'd it at, I think, 37% or so, I'm not sure, maybe it was a little less or a little more, was that, you know, Mika gets that assignment for the project and she and Tone go and meet her first ex. And honestly, the first ex-boyfriend is an incredible, awful asshole. <laughs> and it turns out that their relationship was actually, in in my point of view, it was actually pretty abusive. And she really, I saw that the issues and I saw how hurt she got and the trauma that can result from that kind of relationship. Absolutely no questions asked. But while I think it was absolutely the the right point in time to call that fucker out and just tell him what's what and that really tell him that he's the biggest asshole on this planet. Um, what the main character instead chooses to do is round up her rant by insulting the guy's penis and, you know, telling him he's awful and bad because his penis is small. And all I know that this is super common and that a lot of cis women have a lot of fun using that score point to hurt cis men somehow. Um, and I know that many people really don't care about that at all. It's just a thing you do, you know, but actually it's pretty harmful and hurtful and to trans readers. And I'm I'm just not here for it anymore. I hate when people do it. I hate when characters do it. And combine that with this ridiculous stalker, check out your date before you date him storyline and all the ableist language going on. And I was done. It, simple as that. You could have gone down every road. You could have called that man every name under the sun. And instead, you go down the road of, you know, hurting your trans readers. 
I'm just not here for it. I was done after that, so that was definitely a DNF. And the third book was A Girl Like Me by Janie Cole. Now, this one was really interesting. I have, I've had this on my shelves for a while now. Um, our main character, Skylar, falls for Lowe, um, another black queer woman. woman. He, um, she, not he, she. She meets her on, or doing a work thing. They're doing a work interview for Skylar's company and sparks start flying and things progress from there. Um, I really liked that journey. I, I liked the um, process from first spark to more and more friendship and then something else comes in. Um, it was enjoyable, but I did have a couple of issues with the pacing here and there. Then there were some scenes that were awkward in the sense that I wasn't sure why we would get that emotional moment now and not, I don't know, 15 pages before when it would have made more sense to me personally. But yeah, it was a little awkward here and there. My biggest thing was, and this is where it's going to get a little spoilery, so if you don't want to get any spoilers at all, just skip this part. Um, so Skylar has never told her family or her friends that she might not be straight at all. There were no hints, no secrets, secret crushes or anything. She she was always aware that there were sparks with people of different genders, and she was okay with that. She was aware that there are labels, but she wasn't interest, interested in any of them. It's just she knew she's attracted to different people of different genders, and that was that. I actually really appreciated how that was uh, handled in the text. But point being, nobody knew about her possibly being queer. Um, and she was worried, not so much about her friends, but about her mother's reaction. Now, if you know that things might go sideways when you come out to your mother and Speak, I'm only speaking from personal experience here. It's not a universal thing. It's just me. But if you're actually really worried about how your biological family will react to you being queer, I don't understand why your course of action is to take your girlfriend on a trip and surprise your mother by basically putting this girl in front of her and saying, hey, this is my girlfriend. Um, <laughs> well, for one, if I'm worried about my mother's reaction, then why would you force your girlfriend to be there for the initial bad reaction you're fearing will come? Why? 
I did not understand why Skylar dragged Lo all the way to her mama's house when she was already almost sure that thing was, things would not go well. Why? I, I didn't get it. And the other part is, you know, um, if you're worried about how your family is going to react, why not, you know, take a route that is less confrontational? Um, pick up the phone and talk to your mother first. It's just, to me, it felt, I don't know, it, it felt so off and so, so awkward. And I felt, well, not necessarily bad for Skylar's mother, but um, it felt disrespectful to both women to just, you know, to just drag them both into that situation when you know it's probably not going to end well, but you drag them into it anyway because you can, I guess. That was just it. I was sad how this part of the story went. Um, the solution afterwards was okay. I I didn't see some of the things happening with family and their the dramatic breaking point was felt off and was was awkward to me so the i think just the story started to fall apart for me when skylar dragged low on that road trip and didn't really recover after that so yeah it's it was okay it was a nice story until that point and after that i just you know i finished it but was really invested and didn't really love it even though I wanted to. So that was my track record of Kindle Unlimited books this month. It was okay, but I did not fall in love. All right, and this is my little kitten coming in again to audio bomb <laughs> this episode. <laughs> So we're going to leave it at that. Um, I'm currently trying to read a couple of more arcs. I still have uh, a ways to go with Untamed Chore by Silvia Moreno-Garcia. And I'm almost done with um, Natalie Ten's book of Luck and Fortune. I'm really, really enjoying that one. Um, not so sure about Untamed Shore yet. We'll see how that goes. I'm only 25% in or so. Um, but yeah, let's hope that this will go better than the last books that I read. I'm definitely crossing all my fingers and toes for them. So yeah, thank you so much for listening and... We will hear from each other soon.